Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, at least based on what I see in here lately, Christianity seems to be the religion that you quote when you want to make the people you don't like feel worse about themselves. And the religion that you make excuses for or just outright ignore whenever it makes you look bad. And then we wonder why nobody wants anything to do with us and mutter something about the church dying. Case in point, Good Samaritan, which I used to think was about, you know, helping people. I used to think it was a positive thing. We named hospitals for it. We help the helpless. That's what Christians do. But now it's just sort of the thing that we bring up when we want to find somebody and make them look like a jerk. Like, it doesn't even always start with the helpless anymore. We gravitate towards our enemies, and we just dig through their past until we find the person they passed over and say, Look, sinner. Never mind the people that you've ignored, because, you know, you had a good reason. Like, you know, the priest. He actually had a good excuse. He passed by on the other side of the road because he had to do church. He would have been unclean and unable to offer sacrifice if he stopped to help, if he touched the blood that was defiled. But you know, his excuse doesn't actually seem good enough for Jesus. And of course, there is still that man lying, dying in the streets, which is uncomfortable, I suppose. The priest was clearly a bad Christian. Didn't help people enough. When it comes to our faith, we are so afraid of being called the sinner. The bad example of our faith that all we have are excuses as to why this one didn't count. Or it's totally okay under the circumstances. We have all sinned. We have all passed by somebody in need. And you know what? It's not okay. Maybe you had the very best excuse in the world. But tell me how that excuse helped the person dying in the streets in front of you. Tell me how that made them better in any single way. It fools nobody into thinking our religion is full of people who aren't so bad. I tell you the truth. If your religion stands or falls on your ability to demonstrate it, your religion ain't worth much. Because if your religion stands or falls based on your ability to demonstrate it, there is no help from God beyond what you could give somebody. Forget the idea of miracles. Forget the idea of providence. Forget the idea of a loving God in heaven. If you can't help somebody, God clearly can't either. And so your religion must be a thing to be mocked. Is that really, really what you believe? Tell me the truth. And if you do believe it, I get why so many people wouldn't want anything to do with our faith either. After all, Samaritans can help people lying in the street after all. They're doing just fine with it. If your religion stands or falls on you and others are doing better, I mean, you just got to ask. How far down the line do you have to fall in order to not be responsible for holding up this whole thing on your back? Like the priest had a solid excuse, but like what if the Levite was just too old to lift the guy? What if he had no money for the inn? 
Like how helpless do you have to be to avoid condemnation by the religion that's supposed to promise help to the helpless? How downtrodden do you have to be to get off the hook for caring for others? Do you really want to make your stand on where you fall on an intersectionality checklist? Find your justification on how little privilege you have. Because like somehow if you have it bad enough, like really bad enough, you'll be safe from the weapon that this parable has turned into. What if this wasn't given as a weapon? What if Jesus wasn't actually trying to twist the knife into the gut of the lawyer who would put him to the test? What if he actually wanted to offer help and promise and hope to somebody who realized he was at the end of his rope? I honestly don't think Jesus was trying to rub his nose in the mess that he made on the carpet. And behold, a lawyer stood up and put Jesus to the task, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And the lawyer knows. Who is my neighbor? Which really means... Who isn't my neighbor? Who don't I have to take care of? Because it's honestly not that I don't want to. It's just that, I mean, I can't. I can't care for everyone. I can't. I don't have enough hours in the day, even if I had the will to. I have some very valid excuses. And I think Jesus, instead of trying to twist the knife, wants to show that there is actually mercy for the overwhelmed, even the ones who want to test Jesus in the first place. What if it was Jesus all along who was the Good Samaritan? What if it was Jesus who would stop for any sinner, regardless of what they have done, regardless of what's been done to them? What if Jesus actually did see a dying church stranded in the road, doing nothing but trying to justify itself and angry that the world isn't buying it? What if Jesus saw us every last time that we passed by somebody else and then made our excuses? What if he saw us beaten and left for dead, ignored by everyone around us? What if he saw us in the very depth of our despair and had mercy on us? What if he was the one who would stop to bear us on his own shoulders, carrying our burdens? What if he was the one who would anoint us with oil and wine, the priestly gifts? What if he was the one that would pay our rest himself? And what if he was the one who would return to care for us again? What if the Bible was about Jesus instead of how to make other people look bad? What if our God would even bear the cross for us sinners that we could find forgiveness instead of excuses and rationalizations? What if God would call us beloved and even neighbor when we would attack each other and promise never to abandon us anyway? Christianity is about Jesus for sinners. It is about mercy for you and mercy for me. Christianity is boldness in the face of this mercy. Because we can finally drop our excuses as heavy as they are, and we can try and carry our neighbor instead. Christianity is about freedom. To stop, to stop throwing attacks at each other as if we can look better by others looking worse. 
instead of letting this whole thing be about our excuses of why we didn't help people, instead of using guilt as a weapon, we can actually start to recognize that Christianity is not demonstrated in the people helping others, but in the person who is being helped. We lean so hard on the idea that we have to prove our religion's worth, that whether we mean to or not, the only thing we really end up saying is that the only people allowed to be Christian are the ones who are so well off they can help other people. If you were really a Christian, you would have helped. If you were really a Christian, you would have done something. If you were really a Christian, you would have prevented this person from being beaten and left for dead. Which is really just another way of leaving out those who were beaten in the first place. See, if you have to prove your Christianity by helping others, the only thing you end up saying is the people who can't help can't be saved. Maybe somebody will come and help them, I guess. But they're not allowed to be the helpers. So if your Christianity is proved in helping other people, I guess they're all going to hell on top of their burdens. Is that really your faith? At best, they are an object lesson of how you are better than somebody else. At best, they are proof that we use when we need to defend ourselves against not being helpful enough. I tell you the truth. There is more Christian witness in this man who is mugged than in the Samaritan who helped him. Because that is what our faith is. It is not measured in us helping other people, but in being helped by the God who would help the helpless. It doesn't mean the other helpless don't matter. It doesn't mean you don't have to help the ones that are put in front of you. It means that my sin can't disprove my religion. Because my faith stands on God's mercy and not mine. The helpless are whom God loves so much that he would die to save. The helpless and the sinner are whom God loves so much that he would bleed to name holy and righteous. You don't need to justify yourself. Christ has done it for you. He is glad he has died. Your sins are forgiven you. Every last time you have passed somebody by, your sins are forgiven you. Every last excuse, your sins are forgiven you. And every last time that you have looked up desperate for somebody to help you and found nothing but bitterness because you were overlooked, their sins are forgiven them. And your God has not forgotten you. Be at peace. Because ours is a religion that stands on the mercy of God and that mercy is found on the cross. It is for you. And it is free. This is the mercy that God would have for all. This is your religion. Jesus for sinners. So you don't actually need to be afraid of being named one. Your sins are forgiven you. You have even now received mercy. Go and do likewise. Be people of mercy. But recognize, this is foremost found in the identity that he has given you. If you want to be somebody of mercy, you better not be afraid to receive it. People of mercy live hand to mouth. We don't live by what we have earned, but by the free gift of God. We will be people who live by grace and not excuses. People so certain of God's mercy, of God's forgiveness, of God's love, that we will not be afraid to give out mercy. We will not be afraid of getting dirty, and we will not even be afraid of being called sinners. Because you're right, maybe we can't help everyone. The law condemns us all. But maybe God has stuck somebody in front of you that you can actually help. Maybe God would have you love the people that he has given right in front of you that have needs. Maybe we don't need to prove the veracity of our religion by helping other people, but being so confident that God has helped us that our religion stands on his grace and his mercy. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, do you really think you can uncrucify your God? Do you really think you can take back his mercy? 
rejoice for he will pour out this mercy for you week after week that week after week your sins would be forgiven week after week he would call you so holy that you don't need to prove it by anything other than looking at him in love and yeah there'll be people in your life that need help help them but recognize recognize where mercy is found faith in christ is enough Find him then where he comes to bind your wounds and forgive your sins and rejoice that he would sustain you. And do me a solid and stop whining about the church dying. Because it's Jesus himself who brings life to the dying. It's Jesus himself who binds up our wounds. It's Jesus himself who proves that this thing is worth standing. He is risen from the dead, and that's plenty. Rejoice to be called a person of mercy. For mercy starts right here, where God would give it to you in body and blood where God would feed you with strength and hope and life and forgiveness and peace. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, mercy is here, and mercy is for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds until life everlasting. Amen.